What is happening, everybody? Uh, welcome back to Jeff Needs Sports. Uh, this is week two of the the scouting report. Uh, we're going to tell you about everything that we think is interesting in this coming weekend in NFL and college. Uh, more NFL than college this week, but th- things are getting better. And tonight, once again, I got my main man, Couch Coach Live, with us. What's up, Couch? What's going on? How you doing? Oh, man, I- I'm pumped, man. I-, I, th- I think we just came off a good weekend of football. Uh, I feel the momentum coming. Like, uh, it, it feels more natural right now, and uh, I'm, I'm glad you're on, man. Thanks for joining us. Yes, most definitely. So so real quick, uh, we had some huge news today, if anybody didn't hear. So we'll cover that before we do our normal. Uh, basically, boils down to this, man. Big Ten said they're going to play football starting in October. Uh, it, what's, your, what's your gut reaction to that? Um, you know, it is funny because I think we even talked about this where – I found I found it funny that when they did the rankings initially, they still put the Big Ten teams in. You did bring so that up. A part of me was like, "They're gonna bring them. It's gonna it's gonna come back." I'm I'm cool with it. I I like the fact because I, I still think that Ohio State is gonna be in the college football discussion and actually in actually be in one of the four teams that when it's all said and done with. I, I feel now I feel so more complete. I do like the fact, and then I just think October twenty fourth is a very, very interesting time. Like, yes, that was literally like the eleventh hour. It is because I think we even talked about it. I don't know on one of the podcasts we were like, well, we thinking at least October third, October tenth. I was hoping for seventeenth at the latest. Yes, but I was like the twenty fourth because I remember they were talking <laughs> about last the weekend potentially the seventeenth, and we were all kind of like. Ooh, that might be a little late. Yeah. It, it's pretty crazy what they did, man. And and I don't argue with this because the, their, their whole argument was uh, player safety and player concerns and all that. And, you know, the players, you know, they – they I, sorry, I almost said beg. The players, they wanted to play. They said they could handle it. They said they were ready and all this. So when you look at the restrictions, the Big Ten has said, okay, uh, if – you know, five percent test positive, you're done. If uh, if you if a player tests positive, twenty one days out, you're you're done. Uh, there's no there's no uh, we talk about the schedule. There's no makeup days. Uh, if uh, if your team can't play, that game's canceled. That's it. It's done. So they put all the responsibility on the teams and players. But I don't argue with that because they said they could do it. You know, they all swore that they're safer on campus. They're safer, you know, playing the game. So the Big Ten's like, all right, here you go. Here's your chance to play. If you guys do it by the book and you do it correctly and these tests don't come up, you're going you're gonna to play your eight games and you're going to have a good time. So uh, I think they – there's a lot of pressure on the players and the coaches. But, you know, as an Ohio State fan, I'll take it. You know, if if, if some miracle I can get eight games out of this, you know, I'm in, you know, to be honest with you. I'm not – I'm it, it, like it's, it's a month away. I don't want to get too crazy, but – you know, as an as a, as a as a Buckeye fan, like I'm hopeful. Yeah, Michigan is like, damn, we going to lose our <laughs> <in> the game. <laughs> like, They're like, shit. We was we was like, dang, we thought COVID was gonna be Ohio State. Michigan's nah, like, buddy, nah, it's still gonna happen again. They're like, they're like, wait a minute, we got eight games. Can we pick the teams? <laughs> <laughs> right, like, 
Uh, uh, we still got to play them the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Like, like what, what is going on? Like, but yeah, like, but, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but like I said, they said it was about the kids and about the parents and I feel good. For, I don't, I don't even care like about if they, if it doesn't work out that they can, they, they can't be in the playoffs that the big 10 can't be in and all that. I know it sucks, but like essentially like the kids want to play the, you know, I, I call them kids cause I'm so old. The guys want to play football. The parents want to, to play football. They're going to get to play football. Like, what happens after that? Like, I don't want to hear anything about it now. This is a tough year. Everybody's made sacrifices. There's more – a lot of people have had, you know, burdens put on them that uh, if, if the – your worst thing is you have to play eight games and don't go to the playoffs, and I, that's – you're fine. Like, every, everything's going fine. So, you know, hey, good for the Big Ten. As of right now, they get to play. So – yeah, I, we had to throw that in. I know it's. Uh, oh yeah, it was big news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm gonna kick it off tonight. We're gonna, we're talking about the what what we perceive, like what people want to watch, the storylines for the weekend. So I'm gonna kick it off. It's easy. Uh, Thursday night, the Battle of Ohio is what they call it. Even though I live in Ohio, it's really not that big of a battle, but it, it matters to a lot of people. So uh, so we got Cleveland and Cincinnati playing on Thursday night, which sounds ridiculous. Like who cares? But what I think is important about this, so Joe Burrow, first-round draft pick, everybody knows the story at LSU. We don't have to tell that anymore. <laughs> if if he looks good, it looks better than Baker Mayfield, and Cincinnati somehow wins this game, like it is going to be like waves <laughs> across uh, across Ohio. You know, it's going to be bad for Cleveland. Like I know it's a silly game to put on our list, but uh, – it's going to mean something, and you know if, if Burrow looks better than Mayfield Thursday night, shockwaves. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny in a weird way. It's kind of like a full circle thing for Baker Mayfield. Two years ago, he was a rookie. Remember Cleveland? They were coming up. They own sixteen team, own sixteen season. Yep. Tyrod gets hurt on a Thursday night football game. That's right. It was Thursday. He comes in and it's all it's been Baker Mayfield since the beginning. Since that minute, yep. This could be a situation where Baker really this has to be a moment that he takes care of business. He has to win this game because you think about it, you fall to a team, you fall to Cincinnati, and you're owing two. Yep. You are this. <laughs> you you think it's you think it's bad in Cleveland tonight. Imagine 24 hours from now or whatever after this game. It is Cleveland, Cleveland radio, just Cleveland in general is going to go crazy. Bananas, bananas, bananas. Yeah, they are going to call for Baker Mayfield head lit like for him to you know for him to be benched. And and worst case scenario, if Burrow looks really good in yeah. the process, because and I will throw this out there as a. Uh, I'm st- I'm still bitter about this. Burrow was on the team that uh, Baker planted the f- the flag on. Like Burrow was there that night. So I'm just saying, like we saw it last year with Nick Bosa. Like they don't forget this shit, man. Um, but uh, no, if Burrow outplays him, like let's put it. Th- I'm just going to put it plain and simple. Baker has to win this game. There's not an easier game on the schedule left for the Browns than, than this game. So, uh, anyway, that's why I put that on there. I know it's ridiculous, but, uh, as far as like what you want to watch and what you want to take out of it, I put that on there. So, so what do you got? Let's, how about you a nominee? So mine's in, um, in the NFL, I got, um, the 49ers versus the Jets. 
interesting. <laughs> it is actually. The, the 49ers come east. This is another team. We could it could be a potential where last year's <laughs> NFC champion could fall to 0 and 2. The 0 and 2 is a theme on tonight. Have you have you yeah. noticed that? The 0 and 2 is this, a theme. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of 0 2s potential like when you know when money roll around we're gonna, we're gonna be like wow it's a lot of teams that are owing two that we didn't think was gonna be owing two and the thing about it is you know both of them kind of coming off of you know tough divisional losses so now you're looking at okay well what can san francisco do now they're going east so now you know they playing the jets and then you see you know with the, with the play of sam donald and and the jets so it's gonna be a really interesting game where it becomes a must win. It becomes a must win. I mean, on, on both sides. And I even, even with the Jets, even though I, I even said this before, even though people think they're going to be bad, but I still cannot ignore the fact that they were 79 last year and Sam Donald was out for five weeks. So it's something there. That's a good point. Potentially. So I understand there's been improvements, of course, with the Bills and then even with, um, the, you know, everybody in the division kind of got better. For the exception of the Jets, Jets got a few guys. As far as you know, as far as um, like Bakai Beckton on the line, you got um, a couple other guys there. But other than that, you know, they really haven't as, as made the change like other teams in their division have. But there's there's potential there. And that's true. I thought, and there's a lot of pressure on the 49ers. Like we we've seen this before. These these Super Bowl teams that lose that first game. It's it's a it's a ton of pressure on you, and that's and that's real. That's uh, I never I hadn't thought about that, but and then of course if the Jets lose, then like just you know they they're in the uh, you know what they're in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes now. <laughs> they're they're in the lead. Right, right. They're in the lead. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it could be a three horse race between uh, them and Cleveland and uh, Jacksonville. Uh, so another one I put on my list. This is huge. I'm, I'm going to jump ahead here. Uh, New England, Seattle. There's so many things about this game that matter. So the question is, is is last week's Cam Newton offense, is that sustainable? I don't think it is. I don't I don't think you can run the wishbone against Seattle and win. Uh one of these teams is gonna be two and oh coming out of it, and both these teams are Super Bowl contenders, you know, year in and year out. Uh uh, how good does Seattle look? I mean, they looked great last week against the Falcons. Russell Wilson looked great. This is we know New England's defense is legit, but they're down a lot of players. Like a lot of players opted out. So like when you're watching this game, there's so many. But if New England wins this game, then it's like oh shit. <laughs> like if New England beats Seattle, then they're legit. They're absolutely legit. And then and you got Cam Newton, Russell Wilson. Uh, what a what a, just a what a great matchup and quarterbacks. I mean this this game it's a Sunday night game, all, you know, for good reason. But uh, it's just got there's so many facets about this game that that are worth watching, like across the board, man. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting matchup, and and you kind of want to see how Russell Wilson does against this Patriots defense. Oh, it's huge. Because you know the whole the whole off season was let Russ cook. <laughs> he cooked the Falcons, so now yep. You're looking at now, could he do that with this uh, Patriots team? And then, like you said, and what's going to be interesting is the adjustment now. Because I think what I think is going to be really weird about the Patriots, and I think a lot of people said they're going to have a lot of wrinkle to their offense. Oh yeah. So 
I want to see what they can, what they're gonna do in this particular because, like you said, like well, how they how they you know how they played the Dolphins last week. They're not gonna be able to win games like that every week. Not against so Seattle. Now you're looking at, yeah, especially now when you got especially a high octane offense like Seattle has, you it, it could be a situation where you have maybe have to match them point for point. Yep. But I it's gonna be interesting though. I think I definitely. Um, Look at this as a as a you know as a bona fide match, like you said, it could put New England kind of in a you know in one of those things where they've arrived because now they've had a win against a, a a much improved Dolphins team and then coupled oh yeah going all the way west and beating a team in in the Seahawks who we look at as a, a, a as a contender in the NFC. Oh so, for sure, yeah. yeah. No, it, yeah. it's 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 this huge, and and then you know if Seattle wins, like you know they're two they're two and zero. Oh, they've they've beat the Patriots. Uh, they've beat a good defense. If and especially if Russ if Russ if Russ uh, takes down this defense, you know anywhere near like he did the Falcons, then I'm I'm just calling like Seattle's winning the NFC. Like I'll say that week two. Like that'll be our next Monday. Your every reaction, <laughs> write <Yes>. it down. <laughs> Seahawks are the best offense in the history of pro football. But, uh, so okay, so who's next on your list, man? Wow, this is a a AFC West battle. Yes, who is going to be two and zero in the in in the AFC West? <laughs> we have Patrick Mahomes going to to Los Angeles Chargers and their new beautiful stadium. <laughs> the star of All Stars and Patrick Mahomes goes to Los Angeles and SoFi Stadium and. It's his first taste of the uh, of the uh, SoFi and and the Chargers. I, once I, I always mention the best uniforms in the game. Yeah, yeah. They're probably gonna bring out their powder blues. Oh, I hope so. It's gonna be an it's gonna be an interesting game where the star of all stars go to Los Angeles, and I just think um, I look at just the fact of what the Chargers did last week, even though they should have lost that game. But in all seriousness. But um, they was able to persevere in Cincinnati and get a once again another East Coast. Uh, yeah, I guess you would consider East Coast if you especially from LA. Oh yeah, this, you know, so time yeah. zone, time zone wise, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. for semantics, yeah, it's, it's East Coast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're definitely not East Coast. We're definitely yeah, we're nowhere right, near. Right. Yeah, there. Right. Yeah, there's no lobsters around here. I can tell you that right, right. now. So. I look at it from that standpoint of um, just seeing how that um, happens. And we really just want to see how the Chargers kind of stack up because I think that Chargers for years have been like notorious. Like they're like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Mr. Hyde, where it's like, you know, so one year we're like, okay, we're high on them. The stock is up, then the stock plummets, and then it's kind of in the way. So I look at now what they're going to do. It's a home, you know, home game. And then you got Patrick Mahomes, the star of all stars. In your home. So this is one. I, th- I this is one where I think if there was a, a crowd there, that it, w- it would be a, a you know a pretty cool game. You know, home opener and all that. But I, what I am interested in watching, I you know obviously the Chiefs are going to win. Like I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but how does uh, Mahomes perform against uh, Bosa and Ingram? Like you, you know, is he like last week we watched Lamar Jackson like play great. But he played off his back foot the whole game, you know, which is fine. I mean, sometimes you got to do that. So it'll be interesting to see how Mahomes performs against that that defensive line because it's it's legit. And uh, you know, you got you got Ramsey out there at cornerback. You know what I mean? Like that's a it's a test. I think they'll just for the Chargers' lack of offense, they'll probably just no matter what can you know 
eventually, you know, just outlast him. Worst case scenario, more than likely Mahomes is going to go in there and decide that he wants that to be his stadium and <laughs> and, right. and call it a night. But you know, it's uh, it's worth it's worth looking at the uniforms for sure. We had Josh yeah. uh, Lozano on here for a second, and then he vanished on me. So we'll see if he pops back in for us. Okay. All right. Um. So uh, let me see who I got next on my list here. Uh, I'm not ready for that. We'll uh, we'll jump to a couple couple different okay. ones here. Uh, then we'll see if we can get Josh back on. Okay. Uh, just a, a quick one. It's not a, a super great game, but I think it's going to matter. You know, week 16. Uh, the Denver Pittsburgh game is slightly interesting to me. I want to I want to see if I want to see if Pittsburgh can duplicate what they did Monday night and look. You know, like if Ben looks like he's back and healthy and everything. And we, you know, a lot of people, including me, you know, thought Denver was going to be a you know, possible playoff team. I want to, you know, they need a win. They, I don't think they can go zero and two and make the playoffs. I think Denver needs a win. So, uh, you know, th- that's kind of an interesting game to me to see how they they perform against each other. And if Pitt looks really good, then all of a sudden, you know, they're a legit playoff team. We know how this story folds out. So, uh, any thoughts on Denver Pittsburgh? Yeah, this gonna be another classic where we look at this matchup kind of. I, I hate to say this early, but it's like almost like a kind of like a playoff season. I think yeah, these absolutely. Like, these are kind of like we look at as wild card teams potentially, especially like Pittsburgh because yep. we still think uh, Baltimore is going to run a division. So then you look at now where these two teams are probably going to be vying for that fifth through seventh slot. They could potentially be yep. in that running, and this is a game where we look at see what happening. Uh, on set, see when they when these two teams play on September the twentieth, mm-hmm. we talked about this the week before, <laughs> you know, the, the, around Christmas time, and we're like, "Yeah, man, you guys was right." This is, yep. you know, and we're looking like, "Okay, well, if Denver's the AFC or whatever, and then you see Pittsburgh kind of right right around, and these are the type of games that you're like, okay, well, this is a, and this is one of those where I've arrived because you yep. look at with with uh, with Denver." Luckily, um, you know, luckily they got a bad break in getting that field goal at the end, and they lost by you know by you know by a field goal. Now you're looking at Pittsburgh. Okay, what can we do against Pittsburgh? How do we stack up against these two these type of teams that are somewhat on our level? We want to get to their level, yep. at least get to their level, and we project ourselves as almost almost equal or. You know, right, 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 slightly above, uh, right. below them. Right. So, this is another. It's a, it's a, it's a measured game. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's good. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And uh, and then you got you know you got Pittsburgh who, you know, you're talking Roethlisberger hasn't played in it's been like 365 days or you know whatever mm-hmm. you know almost a year and no no preseason or anything. He comes out and wins a game. If he has a good game against Denver, then I'm I'm telling you this team's legit. Like that dude. Uh, you know, I, I may not love him, but man, he can he can make things happen. He can win, but he can win ball games. Yeah. But uh, so so any what other what other games you got? Um, Colts and the Vikings. Another <laughs> one. There's another zero and two game. Yeah, and this is another one where we look at both these teams, and I didn't have the Colts as being like winning this division, but a lot of people project them. I was probably higher on him than I should uh, higher right. on them than I should have been. But there's another one where they're zero and two, and that and and what's and this the 
Sad thing about it all is them losing Marlon Mack to that. Oh, uh, yeah, that's season. tough, man. I hate to see that's, guys that's get down like that, man. Especially, you know, for this team going forward, you know, we looked at kind of, you know, the success kind of hinging on the success of a guy like a Marlon Mack. But um, I, I'm just really interested of essentially um, just – how can how can Minnesota bounce back after that crazy weird game where they gave up almost they gave up over five hundred? <laughs> they got yards. torched. They got straight they got up torched. torched. They got torched defensively. So now you look at it from that standpoint of okay, are we gonna have that bounce back? And then and you you, keep, you don't want to go zero and two. You don't want to go zero and two. And I'm just getting intrigued of because um, the Colts gave up ninety one rushing yards last week. So I'm. Wondering, you know, as far as is Dalvin Cook going to have a, a, a good game? I would say so. Um, yeah, I'm thinking. I, you know, I'm not a fantasy guy, but I, I would, I, I look at that matchup as kind of favorable for him. Yeah, I agree. So I look at it from that standpoint where I think Dalvin Cook is going to have a have a good game on this on this uh, on this cold defense. But like you said, these two these are two teams that we look at. Respectively, in a conference where, oh yeah, they're playoff caliber teams. I Absolutely, mean, most people project them as playoff caliber teams. And if you fall down, zero and, and two, zero and two is basically thirty thirty percent at zero and two yeah. make make mm-hmm. the playoffs. Like that's right. And I know like anybody can do it, and you know. But I think I think it's man. I don't know. It's tough for like as Minnesota goes down, then you know you know Green Bay. If Green Bay is good enough, they're going to go on that usual 13-3 run. Even if they look bad, they're going right. to go 13-3. So, like, you're already in a hole. But I think the uh, I think the Colts, man, with the Titans and Houston being in that division, I don't think they can go down 0-2. And then, but, like, we talked about last week, like, you got that running game. What are the Colts doing? Colts threw, like, 50, almost 50 times that game. What are they doing? Yeah, 38-year-old quarterback, and you got that yeah. offensive. All we heard, all, all offseason, all we heard about was running game and offensive line, and you're throwing it 50 times? He threw it 46 that, That's insane. 38-year-old Phillip Rivers is throwing the ball 46 Yeah, whose times. idea was that? If you're going to do that, draft you know, draft a kid. Let him go. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not good. No, that's, that not, that's not, not a winning good. recipe. That's not a winning recipe for that's sure. That's problematic. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that's a good point about that. All right, so let's get into it a little bit here. Here's my – this is my game of the weekend – that has so many – that everything matters. It's going to be fun to watch. There's no there's no downside to this game, and I can't wait to watch it. There's so many players I like. There's so many facets about the game I watch. Uh, Washington, Arizona, man. I'm throwing you the softball. Uh, let me have it. Washington football team, Arizona Cardinals, man. And you know what? This is the perfect game for Washington. Okay. This is, going, this is going to be one of those games where, and I think we talked about, and, I, and I, I don't, I'm not sure where I talked about this at, but we, we I, I know I talked about more so of the teeth of the schedule, like as far as the holiday schedule, that's where you're going to really see some, you know, you're going to really see the makeup of this team. But to see the early makeup of this team oh. is really going to be, uh, it's going to be this week. You right go now. to Arizona in a hostile environment, they're coming off a tremendous win against a divisional foe in San Francisco, even though they 
And that's one thing we told the Arizona. Arizona was like a sneaky good team. Now you they're look not at sneaky Washington, anymore. They're not sneaky anymore. They're gonna sneak up on team. They're not gonna sneak up as much as they did last year. Washington now comes in. Okay, well, you know, you know, we had eight turn. I mean, we had eight sacks last week. We forced you know two interceptions, and we overcame a seventeen point lead. So now. As Washington, you're looking at yourself like, okay, well, this is now the next test. We're going against a team now with a dynamic quarterback in Kyler Murray where he's he's not going to be confined. And he's unique. He's unique where he's not your he's, – he's like Russell Wilson where I think as a runner, he's, he, he's an athletic runner. Like I always used to consider – and I know this is kind of – I looked at Archie three as he's the Olympic sprinter. So he, I looked at <laughs> from his, he's a little different. Caller is more of, he's, he's smart when it comes to his running ability, where he, he can find spots and know where to go. This is going to be an interesting dynamic now. And then you're looking at a guy with DeAndre Hopkins, where like we talked about him last week, where wherever he goes, he just gonna go out there and get it. Like we've known, we know that. Yeah, he looked better yeah. last week than I thought he. I yes. I I might owe him an apology here in a few weeks. And uh, no, the only person who really need a, a, a not an apology is damn Bill O'Brien for letting him go. Yeah, that's he, the only person in this world that should be blamed for anything dealing with DeAndre, um, uh, with him, with um, you know, with with him. No apologies needed for that. Yeah. Blame Bill O'Brien. So, so what, but, I, I, the way I see this game, I, what I'm going to focus on when I watch this game, I'll probably rewatch this game, you know, after it's all said and done. I got to, I, I want to see that defensive line of Washington. That's one of my things to watch this week because we've seen it before and we, we brought it up a couple of days ago on your show. We've seen how a, you know, a front seven, a front five or whatever can carry a team for a while. So I'm going to, focus on this defensive front against Kyler Murray and how they both handle it because he's he's a tough handle and so are they and they come in packs and and I'm thinking man you got Del Rio over there in uh, Rivera like that's a bad combination for Murray like they're going to figure out ways to they're going to you know they're going to make Murray uncomfortable or or try or try to make him uncomfortable uh, just like San Francisco did. San Francisco is great. So my my matchup is that that Washington defensive line against Murray. But what's crazy about this game is somebody's coming out of this game two and zero. Somebody's coming out of this game two and zero. It's a, it, both these teams are likable. You know, I know you. If it, if it's Arizona wins, you're not gonna like them as much as I do. But like both these teams yeah. are likable right now. They're they're. Um, they're having fun. They're 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 young, but they got they got veterans. Like okay, so like you got Kerrigan for Washington, just like you got Fitzgerald for Arizona. You, you got these weird like these great mentors and situations. You got so like you know you got a uh, you know Chase Young and Ryan Kerrigan, and then you got Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins. Like you got these like just these cool duos. You got the both young quarterbacks. Or I'd say they're about the same age. Murray might be older than Haskins if they're if anything. And then even the even the juxtaposition like you got Murray out here looking like a Teletubby, and you got Haskins over here as a prototype six seven, you know, monster yeah. <laughs> that quarterback. Like right. there's so many like just 
fun things to watch about this game. It's early in the season. I hope people just watch it and just enjoy all the young talent and 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 appreciate the veterans and whoever comes out of this is going to be feeling really good about themselves. Like really, really good, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, it would, it would be perfect to sit here on Monday and be like, we two and all head to Cleveland. Yeah. It right. Be, it, 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 it would be a great day, man. <laughs> and uh, the thing I'm really curious about, I just want to see if the offense um, just gets better. Yeah, and it has like, to. And and I think that's another team thing too, where you know this, you know, we still we still have to really realize these, you know, we had this is their first opportunity to get reps. So now, you know, now you, you just want to see some improvement on the offensive on the offensive offensive side. And I think the and the beauty thing about even in the game last week where the ability to take um to get points off the turnovers and you look at it, kids, you know. You know, and it's really that's what it really also boils down to. Because I always look at it if if you're like at the end of the day, at the end of the season, if you're a plus ten turnover margin, you're 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 a double digit winner in this league. Yeah, like essentially. I mean, so I look at it. Yeah. No, no, just real quick to to yeah to uh, piggyback on that. Like that's that's a stat that I've that I look at. Not stat, but it's something I look at for years. Like I noticed that like a like say a strip sack. Or a fumble, you know, at the line of scrimmage or something, I think is way more valuable than even interceptions nowadays. Like, yeah. so when you have a defensive line, they they make they can make sudden changes. We watched it with San Francisco all last year. I mean, they ran a whole season on just, you know, just sudden change. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but and and I think Washington, man, I I hope that they have that. Like, because I just love defensive line play, and I like you know, yeah. I, I like a defensive line team play. So, I, this is the game that I'm really like excited just to watch, like and enjoy. All right, here we go. Uh, real quick, let's take a pause. We got uh, Josh Lozano coming in here, Coach. Hey, what's up, my man? Hey there, guys. Good seeing you. Welcome what's to the. Welcome to the show, Josh. Uh, everybody, Josh Lozano from uh, Ballers and Burners podcast. He is nice enough to uh, stop by this week and uh, see us in person. Yeah, it's a real pleasure. Good seeing you guys. Man, so Josh, Josh, real quick. So we're all basketball fans here. Before we get into to, uh, your, your, uh, the football talk, I got to ask you about game one last night, the Heat and the Celtics. Like, mm-hmm. how good was that? I think that was amazing. That's, I mean, we've been getting some phenomenal playoff basketball in the bubble, right? Mm-hmm. What I what what do you think is the what do you think's the key to that? I don't want I, we won't make a whole podcast out of this, but like, what's the key to like? I'm loving this bubble basketball. I'm a, I'm addicted to it. Yeah, I mean, like you know, the cliche is like injected in my veins. This uh, you just can't get enough of this uh, bubble basketball. But I think a lot of it has to do with the lack of travel. I think it allows Me too. players. A little bit harder. Also, just the lack of distraction. So think about that. You, you, and all of us here. We get when we get done with this podcast. You know, maybe you got to edit it or pop. Well, I mean, this live stream. But you know, maybe you got to do some clips. Yeah. But for uh, we can get distracted. Maybe we put the TV on. We do something. You know, the missus calls. We want to go get some food. <laughs> when you're in that NBA bubble, baby, that's all you got. You you go to practice. You go to that room. You're just like, damn. You're just sitting there thinking. Okay, well, you know, you can only play video games so many times. Uh, right. So, I think for them, it's the lack of distractions and being stuck in that campus style bubble. So I've been, I've been just, I've been super impressed with my, what Miami has done and Boston too. But like Miami is, I don't think quite, quite as good as Boston coming in. But what they've done has just been impressive as far as the focus. Um, 
I mean, Hero, like, I had no idea that he would step up like he was. It's That was so much just fun last night to watch that game, man. I'm telling you. Whew. Yeah, yeah. He's a real baller. Uh, you, you said you like Boston in, for the series? No, I don't. No, no. I think Boston was a little better. I I, I got you. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm leaning Miami. I think that Miami's going to take the series. Probably goes to seven, but I, I think Boston's a better, more talented team, but yeah. I think Miami's going to take the series. I, I agree. What, what about you, Coach? I, um, You know what? Part of me, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still leaning towards Boston. Okay. Are you? I don't think you're going to be wrong. It might come down to two points in yeah. Game Seven. Like I don't think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I for some odd reason the, the nostalgia is kind of hitting me now. I want a Boston <laughs> LA series. Oh man, what a, what a time for it, right? And then well, you have you have the you have the right. you have the veterans versus uh, you have the oh man, there's so many facets. I, actually, at this point, there's really not a a terrible combination in the finals if we're being and, honest. And then I look at it from a standpoint of. So when Boston has a home game during the NBA Finals, are we going to have Pipe Day beat L.A.? <laughs> like, if that happens, you know what? That's going to make the year. Oh man! As, as you know, you know Jeff. As 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 you know, guys coming up in in that in that time period, that was like the coup de grace. Like, oh yeah, that's what I said. As, and what I like as an older guy, like I've heard for years, like once Jordan retired, like all I heard was like. The game's not the same. These players aren't the same. And I've been the whole time. I've been like, no, man. There's so many good players. Like, you can't get stuck. You can't get stuck in the Jordan years and the Bird years and all that. There are so many good players out there right now. It is ridiculous. They make the shots that they're making and in the crunch time and everything. It is so impressive. I mean, okay, Josh, real quick before we get to the football, that block last night. Is it as good as we think it is? In knee jerk reaction. No, it, it's as good as we think it is. Oh, my I, gosh. I mean, some people are saying it's the greatest block of all time in for playoffs. For, to me, if something has to be the greatest, and if any playoffs for a sport, I feel like it has to be either the Super Bowl or finals. Yeah. So but that's probably the most manly, ferocious, Ooh. devastating, demoralized. You can say whatever you want. Most yeah. the greatest <laughs> block of all time. No, nah, because, you know, you're still that was game one of the um, – Eastern Conference Finals, you know, if that was the block that took them to the, you know, kind of like when people were saying, oh, that Roy Hibbert block on the uh, on Carmelo a long, long time ago. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah that's, that's true. I mean, we didn't really encompass anything after, if that makes any sense. But that block by Bam was amazing. It was one of those things where, because you hear old stories like anecdotes from Vince Carter uh, talking, or no, not Vince Carter, um, Dominique Wilkins and Dikembe Mutombo, where oh. Dikembe would be like, yeah, Dominique was one of the few guys that, I mean, I'm never fearless to go block someone, but when I went to go put my hand up, he would meet me with the ball. He's the only one who could throw the ball down so hard that it would push my hand break down. Break your wrist. Between the rim, yeah. yeah. So to me, that's what it reminded me of because we haven't seen one of those where it's like, what's going to give, like Bam's hand or Tatum pushing the ball on the rim? That was That's what I thought of when Dikembe Mutombo said, yeah, Dominique basically broke my wrist when I, when I was doing that. So yeah. That, yeah. I'm sure you guys saw the still yeah. photo. That is incredible. Yeah. But what I like about it is Bam went up left-handed and nobody he didn't he didn't leave it he didn't leave it to the refs. He didn't leave he didn't leave any uh you know controversy at all. Like it was a pure block. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame Tatum. Like I don't know why anybody thinks that he could have done anything different. Like the ball is in the cylinder on the guy's wrist, like that goes in ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Like I'm not holding that against Tatum at all. Man, that was awesome. <laughs> and, and what's the beauty of it is, 
At least Andre Iguodala's on the opposite side this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that was that's true. Poor Iggy. Oh yeah. man. I love yeah. that guy. So anyway, Josh, uh, thanks for coming on. Um we're we're talking football. Uh you're here to give us your pick of the week. You were you were right last week. You took KC, they took care of business. So uh what do you got for us this week, brother? All right. So I'm I'll do a Thursday. Uh, I'll consider that the pick of the week too, but I'll Absolutely. throw something extra. So it's pretty interesting. You got the Bengals and the Browns. Um, you got the the guy who's anointed to be the savior of the Browns, and then you have the guy who's anointed to be the savior of the Bengals. The only difference is everyone's kind of down on Baker now. We're still we're still kind of new. It's like a new car uh, that doesn't have too many miles with Joe Burrow. But since two thousand three, when you have uh, two teams that are both zero and one during week two, the underdog has covered the spread thirty six, and they haven't covered it eighteen. So ATS thirty six to eighteen. So when you look at that, wow. that's a pretty good number. Um, also, when you look at, because I'd like to look at line movements, because uh, um, you know I get the luxury of being in Vegas. You got a bunch of casinos close by. So when the odds makers made the line, they said Cincinnati plus seven. So just for them not to lose by more than seven, or the Browns to win by at least more than seven, that's already dropped down to six. Oh, so that's telling me that there's sharp money going on Cincy. On Cincy. So, yeah, the odds makers to incentivize us three to go bet on the Browns now, they lowered it at one point. So that's telling me the Sharps are on the Bengals. Um, the only thing that's kind of iffy about picking them is uh, the record for Thursday night home games last year was they covered the spread 10 times. They've only lost twice. That's what I so thought, yeah. Thursday home games, yeah, something about Thursday night home games. But for me, I'm going to go against that because there's no home crowd. So to, I think that that this might be a total outlier. So I'm going to go with the other trend. And also, it's a divisional road dog. You love divisional road dogs. You always take them. They tend to cover because a homer bias uh, for uh, the lingo is a square. A square is like, you know, like the public because what they think is like, oh, these two divisional teams, like obviously I'll take the Patriots at home against the Dolphins to cover. But we would know that the Dolphins would co usually cover away. Same thing, vice versa. So um my pick with that is take Bengals plus six. My other one, but I'm not going to consider it, is because I already picked this team, but I just think there's a lot of value, is there's the Chiefs minus eight. Uh, they're playing the Chargers. Um, we just ATS. talked about that game. Yeah, they're ATS. Like, so their uh, ATS means against the spread. is yeah. uh, 17 to three in divisional road games since Ooh. December 2013. So this is going way back. And then also um, Andy Reid's record against Anthony Lynn Covering the spread is four to one to one. So covered four times, <laughs> one loss, one push. Man, that's so deep. You, yeah, when you look at all those numbers, you're just like, man, it, it looks like Andy Reid's a safe bet. My only concern, though, is everybody knew it was a safe bet because it opened at minus six. It's now minus eight. So a lot of money went on it. It ju got jumped up two points. So I'm comfortable laying an extra, losing an extra point in the Cincy game, but you might not be comfortable having to – basically win by two more points in the uh, uh chiefs game if that makes any sense because six is two field goals eight you basic that's a that's an odd number they try and trick you eight is a weird goals. yeah you don't think eight's a lot but when you actually sit there and think about it you're like damn that means they have to score a touchdown and at least a field goal so that's huge at least with the six you can you cover with the touchdown so well and plus once you get that eight number then uh you know overtime gets scary that's what it you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. it, it starts yeah. changing things. So, so real quick, I know I don't have you all night here. Um, mm -hmm. What have you noticed this year uh, as far as the, uh, the lines and stuff moving, you know, because of you know, everything that's going on, no crowds, um, you know, all the scare, especially like college football, like 
have you noticed? Are, are the lines erratic? Are the sharps having troubles? Like it's it's got to be a unique year because we go to Vegas every year, and I can kind of like you know, watch it. It's pretty predictable. I watch who the public's voting. You know, not voting on, betting on. You know what I mean? But this year's it. They've got to be scared shitless out there, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's just it's it's hard for the odds makers. It's a little bit uh wonky if that makes any sense. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Making these lines, but the. For the NFL, the NFL's the, to me it's the hardest one to bet just because there's just so much action on it. Like football's king. It, it, you know how they say it's uh it's uh, the United States' second religion because you know it's on Sunday. It's where it's like everyone's uh oh yeah go, when everyone goes and pays patron to their team. So you get so much action on it. So these lines are just hammered. For and for example, like the NBA, you only get a couple days. You know Boston, um, there's one game one day rest between each game, so you only get one day really to hammer these lines these are out for a whole week so you can start with um something like the Chiefs. the chiefs opened at six like imagine if you don't really care about betting but you just wanted to make the game more exciting the first time you look at it it's minus eight chiefs so That's you true. really lost out on that value yeah but what i've noticed is i i think odds makers are for the nfl specifically they haven't really changed anything that they've done uh they they haven't been, I haven't seen that they've been giving more of the juice to the road teams oh, or really? anything like that. The odds have been yeah the odds to me have been they they all seem pretty consistent. I think one reason that they're timid about really favoring one side and just sticking to what they normally do is um what I've seen is because they they just don't really because your first couple of weeks anyways you you see people put big bets but usually the really sharp sharp guys don't start hammering like you don't see like the 500k the $1 million style bets until about like four or five weeks in because that's when you really know who these teams get are. a feel for it yeah get a feel yeah, for so it maybe then we'll see but for example in the NBA unders unders have been hitting a lot in these playoffs I think maybe it's the lack of crowd that's not really you know and uh there's been a lot of fouls too so yeah that's really just the, the trend I've been seeing yeah I noticed what was it the uh, I think it was the the Boston series they kept they dropped the over under like every game for you know seven games or whatever one of the series like they just kept dropping until they you know got close like it's odd for them to miss that much though i mean usually me and my buddy we go out there like every year we're out there betting and every time we watch the game we're like how do they know like how do they freaking know yeah these guys are these guys are geniuses i mean that's what they they do well one thing too is they do cheat a little bit so these guys don't make the odds because they they think that's what's fair they'd make it because they understand that's where because uh they make those numbers to try and have a 50-50 split. Yes. So no matter what, Vegas always wins because they'll try and have half the money on the Chiefs, half on the Browns. So yep. you might think that it might be a pick em, but for example, the Lakers, they'll start the Lakers at minus four, right? Because mm-hmm. they just know everyone loves the Lakers. Like there's people that they won't even do anal, like they won't analyze the game. They'll just bet the Lakers because that's their favorite team. So for them to incentivize the other side, they already juiced it. So it's Lakers minus four, but you and I, all of us are like, oh, we think it's an even game. I don't know why they're giving plus four to such and such, you know, but that's because they're already expecting so many people to take the Lakers. So they're already trying to sway people off of it. So it's never, people think it's exactly fair, but, it, and then it's funny because then it works out like that where they, they win exactly by four or they, they lose <laughs> by five. So. Yeah. Are you, yeah. I'm an Ohio state fan. I see it all the time. They're like that with us. Cause the Ohio state's bet so heavy. Like every time I go to Vegas, I either, either somebody is like, 
thanking me or they hate me because they've lost money on them because it's it's the same deal because so many people bet it and that's what i that's what i i'm glad you said it because when i say it everybody thinks i'm crazy but like somebody that knows what they're talking about it's not a it's not a but vegas if 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 everybody bets right down the middle vegas still makes money like they're not yeah yeah everybody yeah, thinks everybody thinks they're trying to trick you into betting one side like no 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 they'll, they'll take that vig right down the middle like yeah, because you, you pay a juice, you know, yep. so you don't you don't pay when you take the spreads, which is the most common. You it's always minus one ten, so you got to bet one hundred ten dollars to win a hundred dollars. So yep. as long as they can keep the money fifty fifty, sometimes it doesn't work like that. Oh no, like of course. They had so much money on they had a ton of like for the when the Patriots came back in that Falcons Super Bowl, so many people in played the Patriots just because of Tom Brady being down, right? Because you know that's what you do. You're like Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, yeah, of course, I and you get that's probably good odds too. Yeah, I believe they lost about like, oh man, I think that it was like Vegas's worst Super Bowl in the last like fifteen years oh, because really? so many people kept in playing, in playing the the Patriots. Because th- think about how much they were down in such a little. Why time. wouldn't you? I do it when I'm out there. I tell you another one. I remember uh, the 2007. You know, the undefeated Patriots. Like they took a bath in that game. I think the spread came out at. I can't remember now, but it was double digits. It was it was in the teens, and um, mm-hmm. they and of course everybody took the Giants, and you know the rest is history. But that's mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I miss it. Now now that we're talking about it, I got to drive to West Virginia just to bet anything. But um, it's, oh yeah, it's still well, not- yeah, we'll see. hopefully hopefully it's all uh, starts to get legal. Hey, I just want to say Getting thank close. you, Coach, and thank you, Jeff, for uh, having me on. Thank you so oh, much, Josh. Doing, right? You're, right. you're the best, man. We'll see you, sir. Mm-hmm. Isn't that awesome? What yeah, a great man. guy. Anyway, that's Josh Lozano, uh, Ballers and Burners podcast, and he obviously knows his stuff. Like, he doesn't just throw numbers out there. He he, You go back and look at the Chiefs game he picked last week, man. He nailed that thing right like right down, and he's nice enough to come yeah. on. Uh, he's out on the West Coast. But, uh, yeah, thanks so much, man. That's awesome. Like I like talking to that guy. So, uh, oh, man. So, what, what games we got left, Coach? I covered mine. Well, let's I, see. So, I got – yeah, so – that's all I had for the NFL. Okay. Oh, just going to college, now, bro. College. Ooh. I look at college. I look at <laughs> like this. This will be the final week where we have been, been fed appetizers. Yes. The main course is going to be next week and going forward. Yeah, I we're just feel. grabbing that like one more like meatball. Yeah, we, we don't are, we right, don't even we, we don't yeah. even need it. We're like, yeah. Yes, I've had mozzarella sticks for the last four, well, four <laughs> yeah, three weeks. So yeah, you're like, okay, well, it's okay. You can, you can, um, you know, I've had mozzarella sticks. I'm very gracious, gracious of it, and you gave me unlimited marinara sauce. But it's time for the full course meal, which is next week. But next week, they're all good, they're a good matchups this week. Um, I know um, the two that um, that you that that we talked about. That we, you know, that we're gonna talk about. I think those are gonna be the two good ones. My personal bias, I do want to see what Carolina does against Charlotte. Uh, that's gonna be a three thirty affair. Oh well, yeah. Uh, so, no, I mean, so, yeah. So the twelfth ranked ta- University of North Carolina Tar Heels. And I know you like. Yeah. I know you're a fan, but th- that's real. Like, I mean, obviously they're gonna beat Charlotte, but it. But yeah, maybe Charlotte. But and, you know. But just like last week, watching Clemson, you can watch a team. And they can dismantle a team that has no business being on the field with them. Right. But you can still pick up things from that. So you can still look mm-hmm. at execution. You can still look at, you know, you can – especially like the first quarter. Like how does your quarterback yeah. play in the first, you know, mm-hmm. three drives of the game? You know, how does he throw? Um, there's something to be said about, you know, a guy's going to get wide open against Charlotte. 
does he hit him in stride? You know what I mean? Right. Does he find the right guy? There are things to take away. And North Carolina, like, that, that's a that's a perfect example of a team that, like, just a, a ball bounces, you know, the right way this year, and, and they're right there, man. So, right. yeah, I, I was going to put that and, on there. I was hoping you'd bring it up. And that's another thing, too. Now you look at it because so, I ain't going to lie. It was a, it was a good ball. Now I want to say about how many because, let's see, about 35 minutes in, I'm like, ah, this don't look good. Now, it will, it will, like, it did start yeah, I mean, it, it get into the third quarter, but then the fourth quarter, they kind of, um, they broke away. Because at the beginning, I was like, oh, boy. I was like, oh, no, like, us losing this. I mean, because at first it was looking a little ugly. But like you said, once again, we got to still remember these guys. Oh, this. Think yeah. about it. They got shut down for a few, for, for a few days. That's right, the yeah. Uh, in the beginning of camp. And then you're looking at with that. Then they was, you know, they still was able to, um, you know, beat that because I think they even covered the spread. Come to think about it, yeah, they they did want it. They covered the they, they covered the spread. So you look at okay, that's going, you know, that's good. Now you see in Charlotte. Now you'll see how that goes, and you know, hopefully, you know, because then they had a bad week next week. So you're like, okay, well, guys, just get focused. Let's play. Let's stay in the moment. And yeah, it's college football, man. Just yes, college football. If, if it it that's one thing about college football. It's weird. Like any team in a major conference, if you go undefeated, you got a shot. Like that's just yeah. the truth. I mean, it's it's a lot of pressure, and it sounds ridiculous, but that's you know it it is it is real. If North Carolina goes undefeated, that means they're going to beat you know Clemson, and they're going to have a shot. So yeah. until you lose, like you're in it. So to to piggyback on that, something I want to watch is in week two. How did how much better do these teams look now that they got a little practice under their belt? Now they're hitting each other because I heard like I didn't realize this like Navy got throttled last week by BYU. I didn't realize you know Navy that was the first time they'd hit anybody. They weren't allowed to hit anybody. So the first time they hit anybody was a live action game. Like well of course you're gonna get <laughs> you know of course you're gonna get trounced like that. So it it's gonna be interesting to see. So I put on there like obviously like Miami Louisville that's the quote unquote biggest game, but. Uh, I want to see Miami. I always like uh, Derry King. You know, I root for the kid. I, you know, I want him to do good. So I want to watch him. You know, Louisville is always kind of fun to watch. Great uniforms. It, you know, it's I, I didn't look. I think that game's at night. Uh, those teams always look good playing at night. ACC game. You know, it's going to be fun. So um, it's it's worth watching on a on a light schedule. For some reason, Clemson's playing Citadel. Somebody tell me that. Oh, that's going to be. Uh... I mean, what what do you even? How do you even make sense of that? Like, really, like in a shortened season, yeah. everything we've went through, somehow Citadel's on the sky, and good for Citadel. I know they get paid. Yes. I know they get that, that paycheck, but hey, come on, I, man. Keep 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 being employed. You know that's a that getting that Clemson check. Oh, no one will be on furlough. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? There you go. There you go. That's that's no no one has to go. The volleyball team's all like. Right. Yep. Go Clemson. Yep. Yeah. We're here for we're here right. for this. That's a good point. They, that that would be such a tremendous boost to their athletic. Uh, yeah. To their athletic department. That's true. Good for that, them. Take that L. Yep. But yeah, especially in these times, hey, you take any. That's you know, you're right, man. When you got you got university. Shoot, I take that. I take that little. <laughs> oh yeah. I take them. I take them fifty-three. Them sixty-some year, sixty men down to Clinton, South Carolina, and, hey, 
they have an experience in their life. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I always root for the Citadel, man. That's, that's some that's some solid kids down there, man. They got they got a tough week yeah. and um yeah. that's and hey, somebody's gonna have to tackle Trevor Lawrence. So for right. the, so hey. if, like like for instance, like to go back, like my son's team, we played uh, Joe Burrow in the playoffs a couple times. Well, mm-hmm. I saw those kids that played with my son tackling Joe Burrow. You know what I mean? Like, and now he's an NFL quarterback. So, like the Citadel, like somebody's going to get a lick on him and be like, Lawrence ain't nobody. Like, who's, right. who's Lawrence? So, another one I got, uh, it is uh, App State Marshall. Uh, the, it was one of the smaller lines. But, and, and this year, like, these and I know with the Big Ten coming back, it changes it just a little. But the non-power five teams, this is a year for them, to like you know, to shine. They got a lot of teams out of their way. So uh, App State Marshall would probably just be kind of a good game. And I, you know, I throw it out there for my friend Jeremy. He's an App State grad. We did the tailgate last week, but uh, they are fun to watch and they are a good team. And uh, both these teams could, you know, both these teams could push that undefeated envelope and try to squeeze into you know the top. 15 or so so uh yeah outside of that man like it's not the it's not the strongest week in college football <laughs> yeah and that's the thing too where and like in going back to miami and louisville this is another one where we look at who's essentially who's in that second tier where mm-hmm. we're looking at we looked at essentially clemson's at the top we got Notre dame north carolina pretty much kind of sandwiched between the two yeah and then these are the two teams where they can get the leg up of the competition, especially I think is what they're coming in, what, 15th? Uh, I think it was Louisville's – who was some, somebody's 18th, somebody's 15th. I forgot yeah. which one. But that's going to be another one where you're like going going into, you know, going to essentially, you know, going forward, this could be one of the teams that get the leg up, you know, as far as – you know, in the ACC race. Yeah, and it matters how you look too. Like, yeah, you know, both these yeah. like you know, Louisville's always like for the last like I don't know, we're probably up to like twenty years now. The pretty you know quality program. You know, obviously put out Jackson. You know, several guys, and then you know Miami is always like right there. And who knows, man? Like uh, maybe King is the guy that you know he he looked all right last week, but nobody looked great except for Clemson. But of course they were going to. I mean. So yeah, uh, eighteen, they looked, oh, they looked, oh God, they looked like oh uh, they there was they were dude they they had freshmen starting on the defensive line freshmen yes. true freshmen like true you got freshmen. I mean come on man them dudes didn't even didn't even walk across the stage last year and they're getting sacks like that's a that's different level right. stuff right there but uh yeah yeah I, I'm looking forward to that game I'll definitely be definitely be paying attention to it um but you know like you say. You know, we got to get we got to get this Applebee's triple platter out of the way because right, ne- next right. next week uh, next week oh, we gonna have a feast. Yeah, it's on, and then it's a it's a pretty strong schedule for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then when you guys coming back, <laughs> right? That's gonna we'll be have so Friday weird. Night games, especially for a guy who doesn't have Friday football in his uh, yeah in his state. I I yearn for Friday night lights. Wait, so, man, you guys don't play Friday night football? Or well, you're not you know, playing because you know because of COVID. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, what the? Oh, no, 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 man. Really, yeah. I got you. And, I got and, you. And, 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 and the, in the COVID world, we don't. Yeah, you know, at this yeah. Point. So just and once again, to have you know to have the Big Ten playing on a, you know some some matchups will be on. on oh, um, it's gonna be crazy. On Friday, so that's gonna be fun. I think that's all. That's another thing where you look at it where it's like, yeah, and. Yeah, well, then all the conferences are going to play, and then we'll get to the thick of it in October. 
it's going to be ins- it's going to be insane, man. Uh, but no, th- this th- this will be an interesting week. This things are developing. Yeah. This is where the stories develop. Uh, you know, of course, I'm not scared to you know peek at the NBA. Uh, man, things are yeah. things are so awesome, man. But that's a whole different show. So uh, I'm, I feel amazing. good. Any 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 anything else you want to look for this week, or how, how you feeling, man? Um, yeah, that's all I have as far as for this week. It's still gonna be good games. Oh yeah. We're gonna have and that's another thing where we're gonna have and it's funny, we're gonna have these 0 and 2 2 and 0 yep. conversations. I think that's week. a story. Threes, you know, and, and vice versa. Well, some teams are gonna get their first win the next week or vice versa. Yep, yep. They're just the main thing be, yeah, the main thing to look for is progression, execution. Yep. Like I think this is gonna be a, a big jump than it was last week is especially in college football. I think college football will get we get uh yeah. yeah there's our man there's the prez right there yes um uh, it is it is back well you know we think it's back as of now it's scheduled back um a lot of things can a lot of things can happen in a month but uh yeah i'm I'm pretty excited yeah. i'm pretty excited about that i'm pretty excited about sports in general man things are going good so uh all right everybody uh first and foremost uh Everybody thank uh, Couch Coach Live for coming on. Everybody go, you'll find him on all the social medias. Go listen to his podcast. We did an awesome show Monday night. He does a Tuesday night show. Uh, Our our beautiful faces are always on here. Uh, Shout out to the the offtheballnetwork.com. Go there. Uh, We got articles coming out. We got top tens coming out. We got rankings coming out. All kinds of stuff going on, not just football, like every sport. Uh, Once again, thank Josh Lozano for coming on. Uh, That was super cool. Everybody, you know, check him out. He's got – uh, he's got stats like that and picks like that every week on his page. So, you know, go find him. And I want to thank everybody for watching and listening. And, uh, Coach, I think we'll see you soon, man. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I, I can't thank you enough. And um, I, I'm, I'm looking for a good, I'm looking forward to a good weekend. Everybody uh, just be kind yes. and, and, and be healthy out there. Yes.